morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I'm Anthony Moore. I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church, located in Fort Washington, Maryland. And um, you happen to be on the Carolina Church prayer call line. And I thank you for your presence and your attendance and certainly the discipline that you display as a result of waking up early in the morning that we might pray unto the Lord. I'm honored. I do not take for granted your being on this call. And, um, and so I'm honored that you would join us every Wednesday morning. I, last week, I talked about why um, being a disciple is important. Why? Um, today I want to deal with what is a disciple. Um, what is a disciple? Last week we tried to tackle the whole idea about what is the is, is the uh, is a disciple. What is a disciple, and uh, or why make disciples? Rather, why make disciples? And today I'm dealing with what is a disciple. What is a disciple? We dealt with the why. Now it's the what. What is a disciple? Simply put, you all, simply put, a disciple is someone who follows Jesus, is transformed by Jesus, and is proclaiming his greatness to the world around them. If you are are listing yourself as a disciple, this is what I believe a disciple is, and I'm giving it to you in what I call the grandmama cornbread version, which simply means it's the plainest of the plainest. It's the simplest of the simplest. And so here's my definition for what a disciple is. A disciple is someone who follows Jesus, is transformed by Jesus, and is proclaiming his greatness to the world around them. Now, the, the mission of Carolina Church, the mission of Carolina Church is simply, you all, we are a community of believers who are making disciples, maturing believers, and mastering our lives to live to the fullest potential in Christ. That's the mission of our church. It's the mission of Carolina Church. We are a community of believers who are making disciples, who are maturing believers, and who are mastering our lives to live to our fullest potential in Christ. The question, however, still remains, what exactly is a disciple? May I suggest to you on the front end of my presentation on this morning that everyone is a disciple of something or someone. Let's just go ahead and log that in from the, on the front end, you all. Every one of us is a disciple of something or someone. Every one of us. Every one of us have someone that we look up to 
or follow no matter what. Or we have something that we are learning from someone that we really believe in. Now, as believers in Christ, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. As believers in Christ Jesus, we become disciples of Jesus. If I could get you to log in for me, Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. It's the basis of my, of my discussion um, that I'll try to get through on today. If not, we'll pick up next week. But Matthew 4, verse 19. It's a real simple verse. And this is what it says. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That, that's what it says. It says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, within that passage, within that verse, it encapsulates for us the marks of a disciple. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Within that particular passage of Scripture, what we find encapsulated there are the marks of a disciple. It's the marks of a disciple. Tackling the whole idea of what is a disciple. What is a disciple? Now, so let's start. So then the first mark that you see of a disciple is follow me. Follow me. As Jesus went about his ministry on earth, he had 12 disciples who followed him around and learned from him as they went. They got the sneak peek into his life. They got an opportunity to literally peer into his life. They saw whether he said what he said backed up with what he did. They got insight into what all his crazy parables meant that no one else understood. They got a chance to peer into his private life as well as his public life. So Jesus first taught them what it looked like to get up early in the morning to pray and to spend time with his father. He taught them. In addition to him teaching them, he modeled for his disciples how to submit to God in every aspect of life, and how to love him with all of their hearts, with all of their soul, with all of their minds, and with all of their strengths. In addition to him teaching them and modeling for them, he also showed them how to love their neighbor sacrificially and wholeheartedly. So he taught them. He modeled for them. He showed them. In addition, he also went against the tide of society. He loved the outcast, spent time with sinners, preached the gospel to his kingdom, uh, preached the gospel of his kingdom. Everywhere he went, he proclaimed the gospel. Not only did he, in fact, teach them, he modeled for them, he showed them, he went against the tide of society, 
uh, these men saw his daily life was deeply impacted by the relationship he had with his father. So when he says, follow me, he's telling them to watch closely and follow after him in all things he, that he does. He calls them to leave everything they have to follow him. This was no easy task that they had before them. They had to abandon their jobs. They abandoned their families. They abandoned their lives just to follow Jesus. Now, this sort of, um, of um, action is what I call radical obedience. It was radical obedience. It was something that was worth it in order to be in the presence of the king of the universe and in a relationship with him. So he, he called them to, to this radical obedience. So the first mark that we see of the gospel based upon Matthew 4.19 is that we intentionally follow Jesus Christ. Follow me, he says, follow me. Here's, here's, the, here's the second uh, mark of a disciple based upon this passage in Matthew 4.19. It says, I will make you. That's the second mark. I will make you. Um, while his calling demands radical obedience from his disciples as they followed him, they were promised that he would make them fishers of men. And this, my brothers and sisters, is the next mark of a disciple. I will make you. A disciple is someone who not only follows Jesus, but is willing to put him above all things in their life and make him Lord of their life. But it is also someone who is transformed by Jesus. A disciple is someone who not only follows Jesus, is willing to put him above all things in their life and make him Lord of their life, but it is someone who is transformed by Jesus. Now, I want you all to pay close attention to this. Jesus says, I will make you. You, you. Not you will. I will make you. I will make you. I will make them fishers of men, is what the text says. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, Romans 8, 29, and I'll end here. Romans 8, 29 says this, that God chose us to be conformed to the image of his son. God chose us to be conformed to the image of his son. I will make you, Romans 8, 29, um, to be conformed to the image of his son. It is his desire to not only walk in a relationship with us, but to also make us like Christ in our character, in our attitudes, and in our actions. He wants to make us like Christ in our character, in our attitudes, and in our actions. And this, my brothers and sisters, is a lifelong process. It's not a sprint, but it's a marathon. The technical terminology is called sanctification. It's the process. As we continue to faithfully pursuing Christ, his spirit works in us to make us more like him. We must seek time with him 
we've got to we've got to seek time with him we've got to seek time with him we've got to grow to know him in his word through prayer and the fellowship with other believers and draw near to him each day as he works in us to transform us that that's why our whole theme for this year seek find know the journey to loving god seek find know yeah we've got to seek time with him grow to know him in his word through prayers and fellowship with other believers and draw near to him each day as he works in us to transform us. Listen, I've got to quit here. I'll pick up here and finish this verse um, in addition to um, the other marks or the other mark of the gospel, that we, or the other mark of a disciple that we see here in this particular verse in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. So we'll pick up here on next week. Listen, I need us to join together um, as a community of believers and to pray for Sister Jackie Thomas, Deacon Sharon Durham, um, Brother Gary Davis, Mary Davis, Evelyn Mack, Martina Baxter, uh, Velda Jones, Elois Dix, um, Deacon Ruby. We're praying for Brother Nathan Therapy, believing God to continue to heal his body, heal his body. Um, Elois Dix and Rico Dix. We're praying for Brother Ralph Little, um, he and his wife, as they are recovering. We're praying. Um, for Brother Michael Holmes, Brother Michael Holmes, we're lifting him in prayer. Continual prayers for Associate Pastor Bessie Hayes. Um, Kelly Wilson, we're praying. We're praying for um, Bishop T. Cedric Brown. We're praying for um, um, Deacon Ethel Jacobs. We're lifting her in prayer on today. We're praying um, for Brother Charles Akers, we're praying for him on today. We're lifting in prayer um, Chris and Krishan Henderson. We're lifting them in prayer as they are expecting their um, next child. We're lifting them in prayer that they will have no complications and there will be a healthy mom and healthy baby. Um, praying for you on today, praying for you, for all of you who are on this call and for those who are connected to you, praying for those persons whose names I do not have. We're praying for um, Gary Barty and his family. I'm lifting, asking you all to lift in prayer. Um, Pastor Dwayne Simmons, we're praying for Pastor Stephen Tucker, lifting them in prayer. Reverend Harold Brinkley, we're lifting in prayer. I need you all to join with me. Father, in Jesus' name today, we're grateful, God, that you chose us um, to be your disciple. In addition to you choosing us, God, you want us to be transformed to the very image of your Son, Jesus Christ. You called us to be conformed to the image of Christ. So, Lord, we thank you that you not only chose us, but you've also given unto us the ability to be conformed to the image of your son, Jesus. So, Father, we, in fact, voluntarily give you our character and say to you, God, make it what it's supposed to be. We voluntarily lay our character down 
that we might pick up those traits that are reflective of your son, Jesus Christ. Not only our character, God, but you have permission. Also, we give to you our attitudes. God, we, we will refuse to walk around with an attitude that's not like you. Not only our character and our attitude, but, Lord, we give you our actions so that our actions line up with who we say we are in you. Lord, you have permission today to use our character, our attitudes, and our actions to be reflective of you and your kingdom. Now, Lord, because we are yours and you've chosen us and because we are being conformed to the image of your Son, we intercede on behalf of those names that we've called today and the names that we didn't know to call. We intercede and we ask you, God, to have your way in their lives. I pray today for Velda Jones's granddaughter, Lord, heal her mind in the name of Jesus. I'm praying today for fathers who have turned away from their children. God, I'm praying that the hearts of the father will return back to their children. Lord, hear our prayer today. I pray, God, that you be the doctor that's never lost a patient, that you heal, that you be the deliverer. God, we thank you for Tony Pugh, who has trusted you and celebrate a year of sobriety, God. Thank you for being a deliverer. And, God, we've come to know that if you have done it for others, you can do it for us. Thank you for being a burden bearer. God, thank you for being a heavy load sharer. Thank you for being a bridge over troubled waters. Thank you for being the friend when we were friendless. Now, God, I pray for those who are yet wrestling with a mental depression and and mental illness, God, restore the mind like you did with the man in the graveyard. God, restore the mind. Restore the mind. I, I know you have the ability and the power to do it, God, because you are omnipotent. Restore the mind, God. I cancel the plans of the enemies, of those who are yet contemplating suicide. I Come against it in the name of Jesus, God. I, I come against it. I, I know you are a way maker and a provider. So now, Lord, I ask you to make a way for those who can't quite figure out and having a difficult time in trusting you with being a priority in their life, being the first priority. I, I pray I come against it, God, with those who lack trust in you. I, I pray today that you would have your way and be the priority in our lives. Lord, hear our prayer. We thank you for what you're going to do, and we conclude this prayer by giving you praise, glory, and honor that no matter what happened, we know that all things work together for the good of them who love you and are called according to your purpose. Father, hear our prayer today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the people of God said amen. 
God bless you all. Thank you for your time today, giving you some principles and um, some keys and tools to work with. On your mark, get set, let's grow. I want you to have a great day on purpose and know that we love you.